Welcome. I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and even a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, at kristenesser.com, or on Instagram at kristenesser. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. Welcome to episode 14. It's the beginning of October and it's starting to feel a little bit like fall. I think we have the expectation that fall is supposed to sort of start right after Labor Day, like in September. And around here, that is really not true at all. (laughs) As a matter of fact, it often doesn't seem like fall until well into October here in Southern California. The one difference is, is that it cools off at night. So even though it might be 85 during the day, it drops down into the 60s at night, which doesn't always happen during the summer. So that's our one indication that it's fall. But, you know, it's not the first day of fall. This year, not till September 23rd, it turned out. I think I, it's usually to me the 20th or the 21st of, you know, the month that it changes, those seasonal changes happen. So it's a little late this year. Um, and it's still pretty warm. It was almost 90 degrees here yesterday, and it's supposed to be a little warm today. But then apparently there's a hurricane in Mexico. I hope that it is not a big deal for them, but it is going to give us, hopefully, a little bit of rain and some cooler temperatures. And I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm still adjusting to having just one kid at the dinner table these days with my two older kids off at school. So it's uh, we're in a big adjustment period still, but uh, it's all going fine. Jonah finally started his classes and um, is, is doing well. And, and that's all just, you know, just college kid stuff. It's good. Chloe is having the time of her life in Norway. Um, did a little weekend jaunt to Sweden Another little weekend jaunt to Bergen, Norway, which is just as storybook gorgeous, you know, old Norway as there can be. It's just, it was beautiful. I love, I love seeing these pictures and I am um, counting the days about a month till I go to, to Norway to visit her. And I think I, I talked last time about that. I was looking for shoes and so many people chimed in and emailed me and direct messaged me about shoes. I'm not the only person that apparently likes Clark's, um, but ultimately I did go to our Clark's outlet just over the weekend and found what look kind of like um, the Dansko clogs that have the back. So I feel like when you say clog, it in, it sort of is uh, insinuated that there's no back, but they call them clogs, so they have a back to them. And there's a little bit of a heel. I've always stayed away from those shoes because I'm 5'9", and I don't really need any help looking taller, <laughs> nor do I can rarely find pants that are long enough for me. And so I, I just, I don't need to look like I'm wearing heels with high waters, but um, I went for it. So they, they look very much like that. They're kind of a rustic brown. They've got a, you know, just like kind of a normal heel, but I brought hand knit socks with me to the shoe store. Cause that's, I know that's what I'm going to be wearing. And I put them on and put my feet in them and walked around and they were so comfortable and I tried a couple other kind of booty, you know, boot type things there and I have a little bit of a wide foot. So things often are not that comfortable, but the, uh, the I'm going to say clogs with air quotes um, style really worked. So 
shoe shopping accomplished. <laughs> so, and I don't know that I'm going to do a whole lot of other shopping. I'm just going to put together what I've got to, to go to Norway and just really en enjoy my time there. And um, yeah, and so then, you know, Ben's are one left at home and we are showering, you know, tremendous amounts of attention on that poor child. <laughs> and he's just making this adjustment to some really tough classes this year, but doing a fabulous job. So, you know, at, here in October, I feel like we're finally finding our rhythm and getting into the swing of things. I'm finding my, my um, work, leisure, blogging, house keeping homemaking kind of rhythm. Finally, I, I've mentioned on uh, more than one occasion that I was having a little trouble finding that rhythm. And I think that I just need September to, to kind of figure it all out. So, um, so that's kind of all coming together and I'm very happy about that. Oh, I didn't talk about my cup of tea, my cup of tea today. I'm really into getting back into drinking green tea. I'm trying to back down a little bit from the caffeine. I'm still drinking my two cups of coffee in the morning and that I don't really see that changing. Um, but I'm just back on my dragon jasmine pearls tea, which is my favorite kind of green tea. And it's so fun to watch it. They come in these literally these, like every leaf is rolled into a little ball. And when you make it in, um, that little perfect tea maker that I have, um, you put the, the tea in there in the water and you can just watch it unfurl. Years ago, I did a time lapse on my Instagram account. I, mean, I assume it's still there. I have a little video of that unfurling and it looks so cool, but a bunch of people thought it was like an insect or something. <laughs> I think they're a little grossed out by it, but it's kind of, it's kind of fun to watch. Let's get into it here. I've got some fun stuff to cover today. So let's start with quilting. Um, I used to have little cute names for these segments. What's on my cutting table, but it's really just quilting. I finished the, the Jolly Bar Meringue quilt, which I um, mentioned before that I wanted to long arm Ultimately, I just did it on my um, my home machine, my Juki, with a, a large paisley. I'd like to say that I felt like I really, I mean, I, in, on some level, I feel like I have sort of mastered that um, motif. I've, I've done it, Lord knows, enough time. Um, this time I did it on a larger scale. That was a little bit tricky. I mentioned my last podcast to, um, to maintain consistency in the scale, but ultimately it was such a blending thread that it, it just doesn't really matter. And I don't really know that I feel that much greater about it by the end of that quilt. As a matter of fact, I at some point thought, oh my goodness, Kristen, you're getting really sloppy here, but it's done. I felt like it took forever because I guess when I do an all over motif on a quilt, this even on this larger scale, this was a little bit more um, densely quilted than I usually do. And it, it, it took a while. But uh, it was fun to be able to sit down and, and bind a quilt. I haven't done that for a while, and I really do love handwork, although I really kind of wanted to get it done so I could photograph it, and, and that part of it sort of felt like it was taking forever. So I guess I don't really like working under a deadline. It gets things done, but it does sort of take the, uh, the joy out of it a little bit. Um, so I had messaged my friend Minky Kim. She lives down the street. You probably all know who she is. Um, she's a Zeriano on Instagram. She's an amazing designer. We wrote a book together. Um, and I just, you know, sometimes she, she, she comes over and she sometimes takes pictures at my house and, and uh, then she'll often very generously say, you know, do you have anything you need to take pictures of? I'll do pictures for you too. And I very often don't, but I was, so I did the reverse. I'm like, do you have anything you need to take pictures of? Cause you're welcome to do that at my house. And FYI, I have some things to 
<laughs> that I would love for you to photograph. So um, she's uh, very giving and she likes it when I make her tea. So she had, came over one day um, and I hadn't done something like this in a long time. We used to really make time on my days off to, to get together for tea. We, you know, sometimes sew together. When we were working on the book, you know, we got together at least once a week, if not more, and took photos. And, you know, she explained to me how she makes things <laughs> um, because, yeah, she created designs. I, I wrote them. But anyways, that's not the point. She headed over and um, she did have, luckily, some things to take pictures of. So we just had a great time. Um, so next week, well, in in the, who knows when you're listening to this, in the teens of October 2018, I'm going to have a couple posts linked from um, the Fat Quarter Shop for an adorable little pincushion design, patchwork pincushion, that um, Sherry from A Quilting Life did at the Fat Quarter Shop, I think it was years ago, and then they're sort of um, revisiting some of these old um, but adorable tutorials and then having people just remake them in some in some current fabrics. So um, I made that in three different, um, you know, different fabric lines, which was really fun, and we took pictures of that. And then, and then the meringue quilt is another one that is um, Jolly Bar meringue. It's, a, it's an older pattern. Um, it's like, I think they're called like, I don't know, quick quilts or fast finishes or something. And it, and it really was. But so we basically, when Minky and I do this, kind of just tear the house apart, you know, the kitchen table and dragging out all the little props and everything. And she just takes such amazing pictures. And I am her willing student as she passes things on just about, um, you know, I'll ask her what her settings are. And then she, you know, she's constantly sort of tweaking things. If you've ever looked at her um, Instagram account, you just know she's an amazing photographer. She just has such an eye and, and she just, she kind of just talks about like, Oh, well, I'm doing this because of this. And, and so I've really learned so much from her. So that was a, it was a great time. And she's always, she always gives me a hard time for not including um, my pets in pictures. So I have a dog and a, and a cat and, um, Ultimately, we did get a couple pictures. I'll put them in the show notes, probably, of um, of the dog who just came over and, like, you know, like was sniffing on on something, and then the cat was asleep in this hilarious position, and so she ended up putting these pin cushions around the cat and took a picture. And she kept fussing. I'm like, Mickey, you keep touching that cat. He's gonna wake up and walk away, which is, of course, exactly what happened. But what she doesn't understand is that. I cannot keep my pet doing something completely adorable on the chair with the cute cushion and, and still get a photograph. They just, you know, they're just not that well behaved. But um, slowly she's learning that I have no control over my animals. But it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. And, and that's kind of the only real sewing I've been doing, except for, very weirdly for me, I've been doing a bunch of mending. Because apparently I've become a person who does mending. So... Um, Ben had thrown some shorts on my sewing table that, um, you know, pajamas that, that, you know, the seam had come out of. He, uh, he went to homecoming recently and we went shirt shopping, which was just a whole hilarious experience that I, yeah, that I won't go into. Somebody walked into his dressing room, the only dressing room that had clothes in it. Somebody walked in there as he was showing me the shirt. And then we just stood there for 10 minutes until they came out. The, the, the manager of the store had to go knock on the door and say, excuse me, it was the craziest thing. But anyways, the, the one shirt that we liked the best fit him everywhere except the arms. He's very tall and skinny, 6'3", very skinny. And the arms seemed really baggy. So we bought the shirt and then I just took it in 
along the arms. Um, and by taking it in, I mean, I just sewed a seam. I haven't even cut it out yet because, <laughs> you know, it's all surged inside there. And I'm like, I don't have a serger. So um, I don't know. I feel like I should trim it off and do a zigzag, but I wanted to make sure he liked it. So I just did, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, I'm wearing a dress right now, actually, that I'm realizing is a little wide on the sides under the arms. I think I'm going to kind of take that in. And then this pair of jeans that I keep showing that I've been doing visible mending on. At some point, these jeans are just going to be a whole buildup of mending thread and not actually any denim left. But they also have some spots on the thighs that I need to kind of put a patch behind and just zigzag the heck out of them. But they're kind of getting too big for me now, I'm happy to report. So um, they've gone from being skinny jeans to now sort of boyfriend jeans. <laughs> they're a little baggy. But um, I'm going to keep them alive until I can probably just throw them out. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of all. I just finished a quilt and done a bunch of mending. And uh, keep your eyes open for some, some fun posts of the, of the projects I've been talking about forever next week. But the other thing I wanted to talk about in the quilting um, side of things is the Quilter's Planner. Now, here, I'm grabbing it. I'm putting it on my lap right now. Um, you've probably heard of the Quilters Planner if you're on, on Instagram at all. It is a, a planner for quilters. How about that? And um, I was very generously uh, given one and one to give away. So there will be a, um, a sign up for the giveaway on the blog. I haven't done on the show notes for this show for episode 14. I will probably do a raffle copter giveaway. That's probably how I'll do it. That's usually the easiest to keep track of. Um, so let me just tell you about this. I'm a planner girl. I have a planner that I use for like my mom things in addition, in addition to, to um, you know, just like Google Calendar. But this, I think I'm going to make a switch this year. This is such a fabulous planner, and I'm not just saying that. So every month, so I mean, it's got the normal planner things. You know, let's just get that out of the way. It's got a month at a glance. And then as you flip the page, it's a week at a glance with a, you know, it's a, it's a, a decent sized planner. So there's a good size thing for each day. And for every week there is, um, there's a block and then you can click over to the quilterplanners.com for a tutorial on how to make that block. So that's pretty fun, especially if you, you know, like the first one here is just a four patch, but here we've got, um, yeah, there's just there's a bunch of very cute blocks here. So I'm, I'm just flipping through and looking at them. Um, and some just skill builders, too, like Four Patch and the Friendship Star. Um, so are they every week? Let me double check that they are every week or are they once a month. There's a new block every other week. And then there's quilting tips in the in the in between weeks. There's a habit tracker, which is just like the series of of little dots that you can fill in. Like so if you want to track how much water you're drinking or whatever you're doing, it's right there. Um, so this is the week at a glance um, layout. There's a your personal to-do list for the week, which I'm really a fan of weekly to-do lists, so I can kind of get that all out of my head and then transfer those things onto the days of the week as I progress through that. If you look at my bullet journaling post, um, that's how I do it. Um, there's a quilting to-do list, which for me is like I usually create in my bullet journal a little section for my crafting goals, a little bit separately from you know the fact that I need to go to the eye doctor and clean the kitchen, you know, like I, here, are the, the, here are the fun things for me to do. There's a little shopping list and notes. So it's like as a, just a regular everyday planner, 
totally rocks. It's got all the right things, but it's so, so, so much more. So first of all, at the beginning, there's um, a section for yearly goal planning. And of course you can look over to, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes, you can go over and just look at all the photos from, from the, um, her site, but there's patterns every month. So every, every month there is a beautiful quilt, um, that's made and there's an accompanying magazine that has all the patterns for those. And it is a straight up like a quilt magazine. It's gorgeously photographed. The quilts are amazing. They're all from people that you know. And there's a planner, there's a, I'm sorry, a sampler quilt. And so you can do these, these um, monthly blocks and a bunch of people are doing them. So there's like a community around it. And then you can put it together at the end of the year um, and, and have a quilt. And so that, um, this year's a sampler quilt was designed by Cheryl um, Brickley. And I love, I love her stuff. But there's like, you know, some totally quality quilts in here. Super, super cute. There's graph paper at the end. I love sketching things on graph paper. Oh my gosh, look at that. There's also, okay, in the back, there's graph paper. There's dot paper, if you know, like um, a dot grid, which is how I have my bullet journal. That's my favorite kind of paper. There's like a hexagon pages and equilateral triangle pages. So if you've got these different ideas for how you want to make quilts, there's very, you know, quilter graph paper back there. Um, and then there's a tab for projects. There's a place for you to do your projects at a glance. There's, there's a due date, the project, you know, if you're going to give it away. And then the different checklists. Have you chosen the fabric, cut it, piece it, assemble it, done the back, basted, quilted, you know, the whole deal, bound, the whole thing. And then there's also individual. So that's kind of like your master list of your projects. And then there's pages for each one of your projects for you to break down the process, to make any notes, um, so many things. So, so useful and specific to, you know, what we do here. And then there's a reference section at the end, completely loving this. So I have the two, the 2019, it comes in two different covers. I brought the orange peel. Um, I think they're both kind of a, um, like Bonnie and Camille, uh, fabric covers and they're just beautiful. And then there's this whole other quilt magazine that I mentioned that goes with it. And then I got some EPP papers with it. So completely excited about, um, kind of maybe mixing it up a little bit about how I do my planning this year. Um, I think I, my current paper planner that I use, um, was very useful when I had three kids at home because there was like a, a, a little column for each kid. So I could go, okay, Chloe's has to be at fencing and Jonah's at band and Ben's at soccer and everyone can look at their own little column. But you know what? Um, I don't need that anymore. I can be a little bit more selfish about that. And uh, so I'm very excited about using this cultures planner. So if you would like to win a copy, um, head over to the show notes and, um, and enter. I'll probably put an announcement on Instagram too, but I think I'm going to hold the, the giveaway on the blog. So, and it's going to go today is October. I'm recording this on October 2nd, 2018, and I'm going to let it run. I think until October 15th, 2018. So I'll give you a little time, but not so long that we, you know, lose momentum on it. So that, um, that kind of is it for the quilting talk. Once again, I'm going to very much skate over, over knitting. I'm just, um, working away. I'm still on that darn sleeve I was on two weeks ago, but I'm almost done. I'm almost done with that sleeve. So, um, 
I've got a month before I, I head to Norway in this sweater, the tea leaf sweater. Very cute. I'm, I'm mildly worried, and, and I could have checked this by now, but I'm a little bit afraid to. I'm mildly worried that my two sleeves are not going to be like the same width. Like I followed the pattern, but it is not beyond me to have screwed up, you know, an increase or decrease here or there. So I'm a little bit worried that it's not going to come out and I'm just going to have to have to rip it out. So I'm just blissfully just going round and around in stockinette, um, crossing my fingers that it's going to be okay. So I'm almost there. After a summer of not being super excited about the things that I was reading and watching, fall is here and there's lots of good stuff happening. And uh, I'm so excited to share some things with you. A reader, Ellen from Scotland, not a reader. She's a listener, really, I guess. Um, left a message on, uh, I think it was a comment on the last podcast show notes, where she mentioned that a um, writer named Kathy Kelly is somebody that I might like, she, that she writes character-driven novels, often centering about around a couple of, of women, two or three women of various ages, and just, you know, the going along the ups and downs of life. And I was like, that sounds absolutely like my cup of tea. So I got one from the library. It is called... The House on Willow Street, and I'm about halfway, and I'm totally loving it. It is very much up my alley, so thank you so much, Ellen. Um, if you are the kind of person who likes books by Maeve Binchy or Rosamund Pilcher, um, who are two of my favorite authors, I think you would probably like her. But they, one of the things I like about um, Rosamund Pilcher is that this is a little bit hard to explain, but houses in her books are almost like characters. The houses play an important role. And, and I kind of believe that in life, too, that, that, that home, you know, is, is it's this sort of layer on top of everything else. And this, you know, is called The House on Willow Street. And I sort of, sort of get the same impression from her that there's a couple houses in this story that are almost characters that they are very important to what's going on and and the development of the characters so that's reminded me um, very much of Rosamund Pilcher who has written absolutely some of my favorite books so um so I'm excited about that I'm also reading a non-fiction fiction book um that I got off of the recommendation from someone on Instagram called balance your hormones balance your life and it's been really good. I just finished it the other day and it's in three sections and really the section three, it's like there's a lot of why uh, kind of explaining things in the first two sections and then, you know, some sort of lifestyle choices and changes and things that you can do in the third section that I'm finding very useful. It's a kind of an Eastern meets Western medicine type of thing. Um, I take a yoga class every week. I, I kind of, uh, so the whole Eastern side of thing is, um, totally cool with me. I really, I think that uh, Eastern medicine often really goes more after the cause of things and not just treating symptoms. And um, yeah, so it's uh, it's been very useful to me at this point in my life. And, and I'm doing a lot of things anyways, you know, I mean, in terms of, you know, diet and exercise and, and those kind of things. But there's some tweaking. That's what I'm finding at my age is that I don't know that I really need a life overhaul but I could benefit from some tweaking. And so that's kind of, um, I just want to tweak a few things in my diet, um, maybe add um, some 
different um, herbs and spices that that you know have uh, some proven benefits, turmeric and cinnamon and things like that that are not really hard to to add. They're pretty delicious, but can have some some really good effects. So I'm I'm absolutely enjoying that. And um, last week I talked all about the cozy minimalist home, and I finished that book. I don't even know if I had finished it last week, but at the end, I want to talk about the, the homemaking part of this podcast. I kind of want to go into what those results were. But before I do that, um, I want to talk a little bit about the great shows that are all back on. And I'm just curious if anyone else is as is, is excited about these as I am. First of all, This Is Us. This Is Us is back. Are you watching the show? I know I've talked about it before. If you're not watching the show, you got to watch the show. And if you're afraid to watch it, because people talk about and joke about the fact that it makes them cry. That's not a reason not to watch it. Because I am not a person that really loves really sad shows. And, and, I, I, and I bring this up because several people have said, everyone says it makes them cry. Like, I, don't, I don't need that at the end of the day. And I get that. But it's not always, I'm not going to say it's never a sad cry, but it's not always a sad cry. It's an emotional cry. It's like sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're just touched, sometimes you're sad. But it's um, the, the storytelling of this show, the way they pop um, back and forth through different, um, in different time periods. I don't know. At this point, there may be, there's at least four, there may even be five time periods. Keeps things so interesting because it just really shows how, how things in your past affect who you are and, and how things are playing out now. And I think that's true for all of us, but it's very fun to see it in somebody else, <laughs> you know, where you maybe don't have as much skin in the game, but the, the writing is fabulous. The acting is amazing. And um, so I'm just so glad to, to revisit these, um, these characters that I've missed and um, Sterling K. Brown, you know, he knocks it out of the park every single time. So totally, totally enjoying the fact that this is us is back on. Um, Two other shows that I'm so glad are finally coming back is Call the Midwife. Now, I talked about that I went through a big Call the Midwife binge thing a few months ago and then ran out of shows to watch until they came on Netflix. So they, season seven just dropped on Netflix. And um, one listener did contact me and kind of warned me that where I had ended was maybe a good place to leave it, that season seven gets a little bit dark. Um, and I totally appreciate that, but I think I'm going to do it anyways. So I've only watched one episode. Um, there's a new character, which is really fun. Um, so I don't know how this episode, this season's going to pan out, but I'm, I'm one episode in, and, and that's been good. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to have some new things to watch while I'm knitting and sewing. I've been really binging on Midsummer Murders all <laughs> all summer, and I'm not really proud of that, but it's like, it's so weird to me, if you knew me in real life, that a murder mystery show would be like my comfort food. It's my comfort show. <laughs> and, and on Midsummer Murders, there's never just one person that dies in an episode. There's at least three, but I don't know. I just, I just love those characters. And, and if I miss things or if, I, if I'm not really following the whole storyline, it doesn't really matter, you know? So, so that's one reason why I've, uh, you know, it's, it's a really good sewing show for me. I, I stopped it for a while because it was bothering me. I couldn't always follow the storyline. Now I don't really care, but I'm glad to kind of set that aside and, and have some more fun things to watch. So this is us has dropped. Call the midwife has dropped and pole dark. 
just on Sunday night season, I think it's season four dropped and I'm a member of my PBS station. So I have access to the whole season. So, and I think it's, I'm, I, it may be the last season. There may be one more after this, but I don't know if you watch Poldark. Um, I love it. It's a historical period piece. Um, American Revolution, which is not your normal, um, you know, period piece, I think. And it was, apparently it's based on a series of books that were very popular um, in the 70s. As a matter of fact, I have this friend, Pam, if you're listening. Hi, Pam. She loves to say, whenever I bring something up, she always goes, my mom read those. She's younger than me, but my mom read those, which always makes me feel really old. But I'm kind of intrigued. I'd like to maybe read a Poldark book, but I haven't done that yet. But it's it's a really great period piece, um, very hunky guy named Ross Poldark. When I first heard it, I was a little put off by the name. I'm like, what does this mean, Poldark? It's somebody's name. And Ross Poldark is the um, the protagonist and you know just misunderstood and brooding and all those things constantly walking out of the ocean shirtless and dripping wet <laughs> which is not usually my thing it's no outlander or anything like that but um you know if you love period pieces you know it's like um the crown or victoria or down abbey you know that sort of a feel to it and um but there's some really compelling storylines there's a lot of kind of history in it that I really always enjoy. You know, it's one thing we, we think about these times, you know, say the American Revolution, but then when you when you really kind of watch the things or read about it and you see how people live, it really kind of takes the romance of living in those areas out because I just honestly feel like everybody's always a little bit dirty, <laughs> you know, unless you are living, you are the... Um, you know, the, the person who owns all the land around there, you know, then then you've got the servants and then you're just the idle rich. But um, I just really love kind of seeing how people lived in different time periods and um, just, you know, the way their houses are and how they eat. And, and I find it really fun. So those are the shows that I'm super excited are back. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm guessing that things like Victoria and The Crown will be coming back soon. And um and that'll be fun, too. So I've got a little bit of work ahead of me to get through these before before the shows start to pile up. OK, so now let's talk a little bit about homemaking. So last episode, I talked about The Cozy Minimalist Home, written by Michael and Smith. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I got an advanced reader copy of this book, and it's um, it's a home decorating book about Basically, you know, finding your style, stop trying to pile on accessories, which I realized I was doing. And, um, you know, and also then she's got these classes that help you kind of um, do minor tweaks to uh, adjust for the seasons. And um, so I don't want to give too much away, but in the book, she has you go through a series of steps in order. And I don't want to tell you what they all are, but I want to tell you a couple of them because I was skeptical, but she was right. The first thing she has you do when you want to redo a room or you or you just moved in, but you know, we've lived here for 22 years. I've tweaked the family room many times, never felt like it was completely finished. Even though we have decent furniture in there. I talked about that before. But what she has you do is she calls it quiet the room. And that means pull everything out. 
except for big pieces, pieces of furniture. So all the accessories, I pulled the dog bed out, the quilts, you know, the baskets. Um, if I was really, if I, I really should have probably pulled the art off the wall and the rug off the floor. I put this in my stories after I quieted it, and um, but I couldn't quite bring myself to do that. And part of it is I kind of knew I wanted a different rug anyway, so I wasn't going to worry about that. And the, that art, I mean, it was well considered in its, in its time. We didn't just, you know, go to Target and hang up some stuff or whatever, you know, there are things that we had framed. So you pull it out and you're just supposed to live with it for a few days. And I didn't think this room had anything to teach me at this point in my life um, because we have, you know, uh, what are we on? We're on our, in 22 years, like or maybe our third set of, you know, sofas and stuff in there. Um, and I've had, you know, some of the furniture in there is from Ethan Allen and they will send a decorator out to you. And people have told me, oh, you need a sectional. And for the size of our family, it would have been great. I'm like, it doesn't work in this room. They're like, we can make it work. And then they always, they leave in defeat. So I, I know how I want the furniture arranged in that room. I also know enough people with my model of house in my neighborhood that, um, so I've seen different arrangements and, you know, I like my arrangement the best. But there's a few things that did really show up, like the fact that our, we have a three-piece entertainment center. It had somehow migrated down the wall so that all those little safety strap things that you put on so that if your toddler climbs on the little bookshelf, it doesn't come down and kill them. Or alternatively, in California, um, if there's an earthquake, it doesn't fall on them and kill them. For, I don't know exactly why. Probably when we had the, our hardwood floors put in, all the, the ties that hold those things to the wall had come off, but the, the actual, or we'd taken down, but the actual little things that we screwed into the wall and screwed into the furniture, they were all misaligned. So I was able to kind of get the furniture back where it was supposed to be. I realized that one part of the room on the left-hand corner, is it's, it's unbalanced, that we kind of need something over there. Um, really when we bought our, what we call the beautiful chair, we should have bought two, but we couldn't afford it at the time. So we didn't. So, um, realized that I have a picture that's maybe hung a little too high because it's above a different sofa at this point. The door to the laundry room needs to be painted. Like all these things that you kind of stop seeing in your own home. So that was kind of interesting. I toyed with the idea of putting up drapes or not drapes, just curtains, but we have plantation shutters in that room and I considered and rejected. Um, so that was, it was kind of interesting. So, and I told, you know, my husband and son, like, this is what we're doing right now. And um, so they were kind of on board with it. And then she has you pin a bunch of rooms, like on a Pinterest board or however you want to do it. Pinterest is the easiest way. I created a family room board on Pinterest and I pinned a gazillion images of family rooms that I liked and then had a friend who is good at decorating, look at them and um, tell me what it is about these rooms that I'm missing in my room. And this is a friend. Everyone should have a friend like my friend, Terry, who is an amazing decorator. She dresses amazingly. She just, she has a knack. And so, um, She's helped me over my, the, you know, in the last 20 years, she's helped me with very dec various decorating projects. And, and she's one of my very best friends. So I can say to her, 
I used to joke that every time I want help with an accessory problem, she turns it into a furniture problem or I want to spend $30 on an accessory. She says, no, you need like this $700 piece of furniture here. So I was like, we're not buying furniture, Terry. Do not get, create, do not solve this with furniture. Um, so she looked at them and she, she looked at my Pinterest pictures and, and just by me doing that, I realized I have a black rug in this room and every room that I admire has a light colored rug. Also, I, what I have is like a, an, or, you know, like a Persian carpet and oriental rug. And I thought I was going to replace it with a lighter one. Cause I just kind of thought that's, that's me. I love these kind of rugs. But as I looked on Pinterest, none of these rooms had that type of rug. They all were a little bit more kind of modern or in very neutral. And so that was interesting to me. I would not have come. And, and it's not that kind of a faded light colored, you know, rug like that oriental rug wouldn't have worked. It would be fine. But, um, you know, I was kind of trying to go for a change here. And, um, so that was, I realized that. And then when she looked at them, she said, well, every, every accessory in this, these rooms you like, it's all light. They're all like white and ceramic. And, and what you have is black iron. And this is like kind of a holdover. That's how our stairs are that black iron. And I, you know, I had a lot of, I also was totally guilty of decorating with candles. I just had all these black iron um, candlesticks and, and bowls and, you know, everything was, my picture frames were, were black. Um, and I didn't realize that because I actually liked all those individual things and they were all small, which is another problem. But so she, so she was able to help me identify that. And then she surprised me by saying, let's go to target right now. So we, in Home Depot. So we went to Home Depot and we found the perfect rug. I didn't realize it was the perfect rug at first. Um, I, well, I did in Home Depot. When we got it home, I realized it was quite a bit lighter than what I had, um, than I than what I thought it was. And, you know, I don't have a bunch of little kids anymore, but I do have a dog and a cat and um, I, I, I've had light carpeting before, but ultimately we decided to go for it. It was, you know, it was under $300. It was you know, not an expensive thing where, you know, if I was going for one of these really nice rugs, it'd be like a thousand dollars. So this is a, a decent experiment. And then everything else was at Target in the whole Magnolia Joanna Gaines uh, section. And um, well, except for we started with the lamp and we found the ceramic lamp and she's hilarious in Target because we're pulling all these lamps down. We've got them lined up in the aisle. And once we kind of figure out you know, the lamp and the shade that she's like, well, let's go find a table. And then we went, went a few aisles down and we're pulling tables out of there and setting them on there. And, and we, we had the greatest time. And, um, so I got a new lamp because guess what? My last lamp was black iron and some new shades, which, um, kind of, you know, kind of a linen kind of freshened things up and, yeah, I'll th I'm going to do a whole blog post on it. And it doesn't come as across in pictures as well as it does in real life. So you're going to have to trust me on that. As a matter of fact, in, in, I, I did share a picture on, um, on a Facebook group of my new thing, like how I did above the, my entertainment center. And the first thing someone said was, you need a decorative cover for that vent. And I was like, now, I haven't even seen that vent in 20 years. It's like, you know how in your own home, you don't see these things. So I was like, okay, people are mean. The whole room has this light, fresh look, which really sounds like something I should have been doing in the spring or summer, but um, I'm not. I'm doing it now. So it was very fun. So Terry and I spent the whole morning 
we're totally still in sweaty walking clothes. We go to Target, we go to Home Depot, we bring it back. My husband comes home for lunch every day. I texted him and said, don't come home. Don't come home until one. I'm not ready. And um, I don't want you to come in the middle. And so we had it kind of all done. And, and he liked it. There was one piece he didn't like. It's like this ginormous clear glass vase. But ultimately, he gave in on that. And the first thing he said is, that rug's really light. I'm like, I know, I know. Um, and then when my son uh, Ben came home after um, school, that was really fun because things were a little more together by then. And he just was like, oh, my gosh, like the whole room, instead of, you know, kind of being a little bit dark, I just had this whole light and bright feel to it that it was just uh, so refreshing. And again, like nothing that I I didn't buy anything at Target that cost more than twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean, I bought a few different things, but it was quite quite a transformation considering that it was a rug and accessories. And so anyway, so that's been really fun. I'll do a whole before and after blog post. Um, I haven't gotten around to it yet. So anyways, that is um, kind of where I'm at with, with that. So um, again, I do recommend the book. It's coming out at the end of this month. Um, it's not an expensive book, but it, it really got me thinking about my house in a different way, which is just, again, it's not a whole, I'm using the word transformation, but really it's just tweaking. And at, at this point in my life, that's just kind of exactly what, I, what I'm looking for. And that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you um, enjoy this podcast, feel free to share it, rate it, review it on iTunes. I did not check before this podcast if anyone else had left a review, so I will remedy that next time. But again, thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope that you are enjoying all.